Greetings to everyone. I want to thank you for tuning in to today's podcast on Real Estate for Beginners. Today is December the 12th, 2020. Uh, this podcast is created to basically be motivation for um, beginners getting into real estate or for investors that have not invested in a while to get back into it. And uh, hopefully you enjoy what you listen to today. Today's podcast is going to be about setting up the right team. Um, letting you know about a lot of people always talk about the positive of real estate, but don't really talk about anything that's negative, uh, especially when it comes to fixing whole properties. Um, so I want to make sure I shine the light on the good and the bad. And so today we'll be dealing with some of the bad. And uh, basically, by the end of this podcast, you will be informed enough uh, to set up a team um, to avoid these mistakes or to lessen the mistakes that I make or other investors are making. Today's spotlight artist is Rick Ross, and the name of his song is Where's My Money? I Need That. So I will try to break down um, every house that I'm going through some turmoil, some having some problems with right now. Um, so I'll start off with the eviction process I was working on. Um, he was paying me. Um, then he stopped paying me again. And this is the, um, if you ever kept up with the podcast uh, before, I forget which episodes they are, but I have um, an episode called Eviction and then um, update on eviction two, if I'm not mistaken. And basically this house is about four hours away. So, uh, that's one of the, the downfalls of, um, fixing whole rental properties. Um, if you have to travel, it takes a little longer. Um, it's a process. And so, um, what happens is uh, I'm trying to get him evicted. Um, I actually, I did, I did win a court case and, um, he decided to start paying. He paid two times, um, and then now he has stopped paying, and he won't pay anything, and it's getting closer to the winter. So, like I said, today is uh, the, the 11th of December, so it's winter time, And um, he just had the courage or the uh, the guts to text me one morning uh, and say, well, there's no heat in the house. I need to get it, you know, that I, as a landlord, need to get it fixed, and um, I got it fixed before, so I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I hit up my uh, HVAC guy that I can just call up and he'll show up. So I, I text him at probably 6.32 in the morning. And uh, at 6.32 in the morning, he showed up. Uh, well, probably a little before 7 o'clock, he showed up. He went there right away. He was willing to, uh, He found out what the problem was. Um, it was going to be 400 and something dollars. And I told the, the tenant, I said, well... Um, you know, the process basically what's going on is he hasn't paid me in six months now. Um, he told me, you know, blah, 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 I need to get it fixed. Uh, he won't be able to pay the rent if his kids get sick. And I'm like, well, you're not paying. You know, um, then they come to find out that he just got the, you know, he talking about he was hard on money. Um, what is that? The gas uh, wasn't on. 
and he just got the gas bill cut on. So I'm thinking to myself, you didn't have heat anyway. You know, the, the, uh, October, November, when it was getting a little cold at night, uh, not just during the day, but, uh, you know, specifically at night, he, it was no heat at the house anyway. Um, so I, I was checking up on that. I, I called periodically, check on the water, check on the lights because he wasn't paying. Um, and my process was I didn't want to. I was working on another home and I didn't want to have this one vacant and, you know, worry about someone um, squatting or him tearing it up. And, you know, so that's the only reason why I'm really giving him this extended time to stay in there, uh, because after I get this other property fixed, um, that would be the next property that I go to to try to get him out get it fixed up and get it rented out again. Um, but the, the downfall, what I ran into was I, um, I won the court case. He started paying. And so now he stopped again. So I called the, the, um, the court case in, um, in the smallest city that the case was held in. And she said, well, since I received the payment, I had to start the process all over again. And so, you know, that's my fault. I wasn't, I wasn't for sure, but I also didn't want to miss out on the money. He, I, I, you know, I took him for his word that he was going to start paying. But once someone shows you the true, uh, true colors, um, you know, you just got to believe that true colors don't believe, you know, to believe the actions don't believe their words. Um, but like I say, that I got a small team, the HVAC guy, I have someone that's working on uh, the property. Uh, you know, I was doing everything myself. Uh, you, you know, you don't want to move too slow. As far as like having um, seven, eight, nine properties and not having enough people to do certain things, you also don't want to work uh, or move too fast or you have too big of a team and you're not making enough money. Um, so, I mean, that's just the, the downfall. You got to wait, wait that out. But um, I have a realtor that's finding uh, tenants for me. I pay them, um, trying to encourage her to be my property manager. But, you know, it's something she doesn't want to do. And, you know, I don't want to go around find, trying to find other, um, or at least right now, other uh, realtors. But I have an HVAC guy. I have an electrician. I have a, a, a handyman. So I feel like I'm doing pretty well. And next, you know, what I need to do is find someone that will um, scout the properties for me. Uh, like Kind of like a bird dog. Uh, moving on to the next property. Um, this one. It's in a pretty decent location, and um, I was I received a call that the electricity went out in half the house. Um, I received a call two days before that that the ceiling tile had started a bowl to come down a little in the, one of the bedrooms, and then um, I received a call that she lost her key, and that she wanted me to bring her key. I told her I'd charge. You know, I, I know it's COVID going on. Um, people losing their job, but none of my tenants have lost their jobs. All right, um, so I'm I'm battling with tenants that just don't want to pay, um, or they're paying, um, and or you know, and they don't want to pay the full amount for some odd reason. You know, people feel like well, since it's a pandemic going on, they don't need to pay either. But I mean, you know, you got bills to pay. You're not trying to be, you know, I don't charge uh, late fees. At least, and you know, so a lot of these people paying me late if they do pay me. Um, but you know, so and then she said she saw bugs, so I had to spray, change the lock. I told her, you know, the first one would be on me as far as changing the lock, but I told her it's a fee for changing locks. Like anytime, whatever you have to do, is, it should be a fee. Um, you know, so because a lot of people they will take advantage of you. 
uh, in the past, people lost keys two or three times, and it's like, well, I got to come out of my pocket for, you know, especially when it's a, um, a top and bottom, like a deadbolt. You know, the cheapest deadbolts are going to be probably $27, $28 after tax. And then you got, then I have to drive, or I have to send someone over there and I got to pay them. So, you know, I started making sure specifically that that was in the lease. But I know because of the pandemic, things changed. But getting someone, you know, a handyman over there to check the electrical out. And, and all the electrical was, um, I guess something had tripped um, and she couldn't, she didn't know how to flip the breaker over. She was flipping the main breaker, but not the individual breakers. Um, you know, just a little stuff like that. The ceiling tile, I got to get someone over there to, to, to staple that back up. It's the 10 by 10 ceiling tiles. Um, so, you know, those got to be stapled up to the little uh, ceiling joists. So I don't know if he's going to screw it or, or staple it. You know, cause I know if you, you know, one pull them down, they have to be almost um, pulled back out because they, they slide in through grooves. So we're going to try to uh, do that the, the easiest way possible, really. Um, I already sprayed, got that over with. It's good to have someone that you can call on the spray that doesn't mind going up on the crawl spaces. A lot of people, they spray, even some of these companies, but when it comes to certain crawl spaces, they do charge you uh, depending on what the crawl space looks like. Most of my crawl spaces are clean, um, but some people I know, they will charge you extra if your crawl space is not well taken care of, um, even though I don't think they should, but they do. Um, then moving on to the next property. Well, I had a tenant who, um, this property is located in the country. She wanted me to clean her carpet. And I told her, I said, well, yeah, I don't have a problem with you cleaning your carpet, but I'm going to have to charge you. She felt like she shouldn't be charged. And I'm not quite understanding why she felt like she shouldn't be charged because there's nowhere in the lease that says, um, well, in her eyes, it's a state law that the landlord has to maintain the property. She moved in not even a whole year ago, dirty up the carpet. I told her to clean up. It was filthy in the house. I guess she straightened up a little, but she didn't clean, and she wants me to clean, and she tried to say that I'm breaking the law. So me and her went back and forth through text messages. Um, she's trying to be smart, and, so, you know, I was helping her out because... Most some of my yards have you know front yard, the backyard that is fenced, and then they have a section that's behind the fence, because uh, some of the properties were already fenced. Uh, some of them I fenced, um, but I didn't fence the whole backyard, or the whole backyard wasn't fenced when I bought it. So like you know one has a pretty nice size uh, field, and so I mow that. I don't have the tenants mow that, um, and she has a small little section behind the fence. I mowed it. And I just tried to help her out because she wasn't having it mowed. So I figured the people that were mowing it were charging the extra. Uh, so, you know, she was telling me all this. And I was like, you know, um, cleaning it. You know, I, when I when something breaks down, like I think the, the HVAC had messed up. But it was a fuse that shorted in the furnace or, or something like that. I had a, um, another HVAC guy go over there and check it out. He fixed it. Um, and I was telling her, I said, things, if, if at least in the state of North Carolina, if things break down and it's not because of the tenant, then it's the landlord's responsibility to get it fixed. I even get it fixed, but I, if it's the tenant's fault, like clogged drains, holes in the wall, and I told her she, it was a hole, her and her fiance that, that broke up 
they broke up now. Um, they were fighting. They fought three times. Finally said either both of y'all move or one of y'all have to move out. And uh, he moved out, but uh, it was holes in the wall, holes in the doors. I fixed those. Um, and, you know, I gave her leniency because of COVID and she had kids, about four kids. Uh, now she was by herself. I said, you know, that's one of the reasons why I started cutting the very back. Um, I, I fixed the holes in the door and the wall, didn't charge her. Um, but she feels like mowing, I guess, is my responsibility. So she tried to be smart and said, uh, I don't have to worry about mowing anymore. And I told her I wasn't worried about it. I was doing that to help her out. Uh, but that's not in the contract. Um, I told her, you know, I came over to fix the, the heat the, um, because, you know, it wasn't because of her. It wasn't her fault that the heat malfunctioned or uh, stopped working. Um, the hole in the wall, that was her fault. And I said, I didn't charge you. The hole in the door, their fault, didn't charge you. The place being not kept up, could have evicted for that. I let her know that her son was shooting BBs into the shed. I, I, I just told her about that. I didn't find her anything. Um, they were using like a fire pit in the back and it was too close to the shed and it melted the siding. And I told her about that. Um, didn't charge her. Um, let me see. It was some, you know, it's other. Oh, she tried to sneak the dog in the house, but uh, and I and I was there. I came over one day, and I told her like the dog has to get out, like you're not supposed to have pets. And so you know, no telling how long the dog was in there. And that was when they first moved in, um, and you know, so I didn't break. I didn't you know nullify the lease and say you have to leave. So I'm being lenient with these people, but as a landlord, like I say, you maybe you let them get away with one or two things, but after a while, you got to re-go over the contract or just um, go ahead and kick them out. Hate to, hate to say it, but a lot of people will just try to use you. Um, so you know that's one of the things I was going going through with with her. I got now I have another tenant um, in another uh, property located by a college. Um, she lost, well, she was fired, but she has her brother moved in with her and I was cool with that. Maybe help her pay bills, but she still gets a check. Um, she was getting a check, like an SSI check. She was working, he works, but all she could pay was $190, but you just lost your job. Say, I think, uh, as of today, like a week ago. So you still have, you know, that check. You was getting a check anyway every month. The the rent is nothing but like five hundred dollars. He works full time. You did work full time, but you get a nice, uh, you get a decent check every month. And I'm struggling to realize, I don't understand why you can't pay your bills. Um, so and the and the story behind that is is her the original people on the contract were it was her aunt who raised her and her. So in totality, uh, it's really three people, three adults in the house that's working, uh, that's at least getting checks. So I know for sure her aunt gets six hundred, she gets six hundred. She was working, um, and the and her brother works, and the rent, I'm talking about five hundred dollars, five hundred. I think it's like five fifty, and they're struggling to be. I mean, they're not paying that. So um, it looks like you know if they don't pay. Cause they look. I told them. I told everyone before. Look for assistance. Whether it's Salvation Army, um, the helping ministry, like the the homeless shelter. Uh, there's different organizations, churches out here that will pay your your lights, your rent, your water. Um, 
the North Carolina 211 program, help program was was paying. I told these people about it. They didn't want to take advantage of it. So, uh, you know, you can't really feel sorry for someone that's going to be lazy. I, I hate to say it, you know, no matter, you know, if it's a $500 property or $1,000 property, you know, these all these properties are ranged in different prices. Everyone's acting the same way, like they don't want to receive help. Um, what did they get? Their um, hours cut. They lose a job temporarily because uh, some of these, uh, one or two of them are um, stay-at-home workers where they take phone calls. They make decent money uh, doing it. They make ju- almost just as much as I do. Um, staying at home, taking phone calls, um, being like, te- I won't say telemarketers, but uh, medical coding and things like that. So not quite understanding why um, they're not paying the rent. I have another lady that's a medical coder. She medical codes for like two or three different companies. So she's making 15, 20, um, $13 an hour on different jobs. And these other people are doing the same thing, but they're not paying the rent. I'm not understanding why, uh, what's going on with, with them, why, why they don't want to pay. Um, I was talking to someone at, because uh, I, I teach full time, talking to someone at school. They said, oh, you need to vent the, uh, the people better. No one can, can foresee a, a pandemic like this. No one can foresee that people that have jobs are going to be like, well, I just don't want to pay. Um, not understanding, you know, what what their plans are. But dealing with people, this is the things you got to expect. So this is why I'm not stressing, not pulling my hair out. This is why you have to buy in the right um, the right at the right price, and you got to have the right team around. Um, you know, you got to have people that's willing to, they want to work, help you out, and you know, help themselves out making money, but not overcharge you. Um, and lastly, the last thing I ran into to was um, I had a guy that was doing work for uh, for me when I was a property manager in um, this bigger city I was located in before uh, my wife and I moved uh, last year. And I had I let the the homes go. I let those deals go. Um, he did. He was. He was. You know. I found his number. Called him. We were supposed to do work. Paid him his. Paid him too much. Um, paid him um, his down payment. He was supposed to be uh, getting all these workers and people helping me out. Uh, helping him out. But uh, no one ever showed. Uh, he started doing a little work. Then he had disappeared for two or three days. Knowing that the home had to be inspected, he told me to have the inspector come over um, certain days. Uh, that, uh, Like, say, it was a Monday. I was going to have him come over. He was going to check the plumbing, electrical, all this. And some of that stuff the guy did, some of the stuff the guy didn't do. Like, he did the, some of the the, um, the structural things, but the plumbing and the electrical was done by other people. Um, he, he told me to reschedule. I rescheduled it. Um, he told me to reschedule again. I rescheduled it. And then when the... Um, the inspector was coming. This guy that was supposed to be the contractor, general contractor, never showed uh, to let the uh, inspector in. And then for somehow, some reason, he had done some work at night and he didn't finish it. And what he did failed inspection. Um, and so I told him because I, I, I had to get someone over there to let the inspector in. And I told him uh, what, what happened. And he tried that like he was shocked. But then he stopped um, calling me. He stopped responding. He said, "Oh, I'm," and you know he'll respond every like four or five texts or every other day and say, "I'm I'll be over there." And it's like I've already paid you a down payment. Why you know you told me your time frame and now it's going on two weeks past what you told me. 
and it's hard to get in contact with you. And he accidentally called me uh, and he said, oh, well, he, he, he didn't know he called me. And um, I heard him laughing and talking in the background. And so I'm like, well, you supposed to be on my job and you somewhere just lollygagging around. So I, I said, you know, I was trying to text him and call him, wouldn't respond. And so I finally said, you know what, I'm not uh, I'm not going to continue with the job. I'm, put, I'm putting on pause until after Thanksgiving break. And then all of a sudden, guess what? He could call me. He could text me. I, did, I didn't answer. I didn't respond. And he claimed um, that he already put it in his budget. And it's like, well, I didn't budget to hire you. Um, some things happened. Pandemic started teaching. Um, you know, things happened. And so I couldn't finish the house out myself. So it wasn't in my budget. So things happened. And, uh, you know, so he, he texted me after Christmas, tried to call me. Not, you know, I feel like if you couldn't respond to me, you couldn't respect my time. You didn't respect my money. I don't need you anymore. Um, so, you know, I feel like I was disrespected by someone that was, uh, you know, someone of a friend, uh, supposed to be close to a, a business partner who was trying to start a business relationship. We talked about business a lot in the past and uh, right before he started the, the work, when we first met up, he was getting quotes. And so, you know, you, you have to be careful. Uh who you hiring? And like I said, you got to hire people at the right price and hold their feet to the fire. Um, and you know, like I say, some you're gonna come out with, with dealing with real estate, dealing with different people. You you're gonna win some deals, you're gonna lose some deals, you're gonna break even, but always keep it moving. Don't don't never stop. Don't never get discouraged. And so you know, the whole purpose of this podcast, like I said, is to motivate and also to fight um, gentrification. You know, I feel like giving people decent properties at decent prices are, are great instead of out uh, pricing the neighborhood. Uh, so if you want to help my cause, you can give directly on anchor.fm. Um, I'm also on some other podcasts. I'm uh, Now I'm on uh, Apple. I'm also on uh, Spotify. I'm on CastBox. Um and uh, some uh, many more um, podcasts now. So you can check me out. You can uh, message me. You can also support me by donating uh, to my GoFund, GoFundMe, uh, which is called Keeping Real Estate uh, Affordable. Also, um, uh, Keeping Rentals Affordable, I apologize. And also my Cash App, which is WAG Realty LLC. So I want to thank everyone for taking their time out and listening to this podcast. Um, and, you know, build your team up. You know, make sure you have some some people out there. It may you may have to go through four or five pe- people to find them, but it's people out there that want to work um, and do they do decent work, timely work. Uh, but like I say, you have to weed them out. Maybe asking questions, maybe letting them do small jobs here and there, and then building the trust over time. Um, but like I say, some people they're not going to do you right no matter what, whether it's a tenant, a contractor, whoever. So just like I say, just keep your head on the swivel, believe half what you hear, and just keep it moving.